friends, you are Nathan over here. I hope you are well. I really hope you are well. I wanted to discuss something. Not sure where it's going to go, but let's just say like this. On the rock, bang, bang, out came water. <laughs> it's a song that we used to sing in our synagogue, in our shul, in our shul. On the rock, bang, bang, on the rock, bang, 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 on the rock, bang, bang, out came water. What are we talking about? We're talking about Moses. Moses hit the rock. Now, we know the first time Moses hit the rock, he was told to hit the rock. But in the book of Bamidbar, the book of Numbers, in uh, chapter 20, he's told to talk to the rock. Right? God says, go and speak to the rock. He says to Moses and Aaron, go speak to the rock. What do they do? They go to hit it. I don't understand something. I really don't understand something. This is Moses, the holiest man ever, ever alive. And he can't listen to God. What went wrong? And what can we learn about it? I think there is so much that we can learn about it. But lesson number one is like this. Moses was told to speak to the rock. Although, as we know, as we said, he was told to hit the rock the first time. So I heard this many years ago. Uh, I actually can't remember who I heard it from, so please forgive me for not quoting them. So I was told like this, when the Jewish people, when the Israelites at the time left the land of Egypt, they were still in a very slave mindset. They're in a slavery mindset. And how do you relate to a slave? They are hit. They're used to being hit. They're used to harsh communication. Not nice, soft talking, hey, sweetie, how you feeling type of thing, right? It's like, do this, do that, if not, I'm going to hit you, right? That's the way that slaves were, unfortunately, um, treated, right? So not that Moses was told, God forbid, to hit the people, but when he first is meant to get water out of the rock. Now, what is a rock? A rock is something that should not bring water. A rock is an inanimate, I can't say the word, an object right, that should not have water inside it, right, just like a person who's come out of slavery, there's like nothing there, they're dead, right, so the way to get something out, God says, hit the rock and you'll get water, so he does, he hits the rock, because that's a way to communicate to the rock, i.e. also the people of the time, is to hit, is to be harsh, right, be structured, high expectations, that's why you're going to get something out of the people, right? I'm paralleling the rock to the people. Now, later on, once they've been in the desert for a long time, it's time for Moses to change the way that he relates to that rock, the way that he relates to the people. They're no longer a people that need harsh structure like slaves. They are people who need to be spoken to. Go and speak to the rock. And that same rock that you would have hit years and years ago, now needs to be spoken to. That's how you're going to draw water out of it. Moses can't do that. We know that Moses has a communication issue. He says it to God. He's very honest. At the burning bush, he says, but I'm, I, I, I'm not hard of speech. I can't talk. Moses had a real problem uh, relating to the people, speaking to the people. He spoke from a high place, but he needed people under him to relate to the people. Now, some of what I'm saying, people may not like, but that's fine. Uh, you know, people like to see the forefathers and foremothers as, or, or the, yeah, or whatever it is, the mothers and fathers as these perfect people. But I do believe 
that they had issues or they had character flaws and stuff like that. So Moses was the holiest man ever to live, the greatest prophet ever. But he struggled, or maybe it was for that reason, he struggled to speak. He struggled to relate to the people. He comes to the rock, he gets frustrated, and he hits it. He hits it. So how is he punished? He's punished not to come into the land of Israel. What's the connection? You hit the rock, so find another punishment. But why is it that everything that he's worked towards, the whole reason he went to free the people from Egypt, the Israelites from Egypt, was to bring them into the promised land. So why is the punishment not coming in the promised land? Just because you hit the rock rather than speaking to the rock. It's like this, because Moses had to change the way that he communicated, change the way that he related to the people. We as leaders need to change the way that we communicate with people in order to bring the best out in them, bring the water out of them. If you're going to continue to hit like you did years and years and years ago when these people were slaves, then you're not going to be able to relate to them when they come into the promised land. The promised land is a totally different reality. The open miracles are far less easy to see. There's no more splitting of the sea, manna falling from heaven. There are difficulties that they are going to face. You as Moses, as the leaders, are going to need to change the way that you relate to these people. You're going to need to talk to them. You can't talk to the rock. You can't talk to the people. You're still in a hitting mode. You can no longer be their leader. So we're going to have to bring a new leader in. His name is Joshua, the son of Dun, Yoshua ben Dun. Isn't that powerful? So now, how do we relate that in our lives? Well, many, many different ways. Many, many rocks. We have many, many rocks in our life. Whether that's a rock of our spouse who does not want to communicate, our child who does not want to listen, who does not want to be disciplined, who does not want to be educated, whether that is someone we're working with who is so uh, strongly mindset that only their opinion is correct, whether that is literally an environment that we're building a house on, whether it is an environment we're trying to build a business on, that it is so difficult, it's like a rock, we don't believe that there's any life inside it. Well, it is up to that rock to open their eyes and their ears and their heart to listen. But even more so, it is up to us to be dynamic in our modes of communication. If things are not getting through, let's look at different ways to communicate to that person, to that object, to that environment that will change the outcome. It is not necessarily that rock's fault that it's not bringing water. It is our fault that we are not relating to that rock and that person that mindset, that environment is remaining a rock. So if you've been trying to get through to someone, if you've been trying to bring out the life in someone or something, how about we make a change over here and stop blaming them? It's because they're hard-headed, they're, they're, they're false, they're hard-hearted, whatever it is. Let's change the way we relate to them, the way we talk to them, so that we can try and bring the greatness out in them, the water the, the great life that is inside every single object, every single person, every single idea in this world. Change. Learn from Moses. He was punished not to come into the promised land because he could not be dynamic. He could not change on this specific thing. So it's time for us to make a change. Stop hitting your head against the rock. Start talking to it.
Shalom everyone, this is Rob Nathan over here. I hope that you are wonderfully well, doing uh, great things in the world, bringing peace and passion to your family. Last episode, we just touched on an issue of the rock, being hard as a rock, people being hard as a rock, environments being hard as a rock, uh, situations being hard as a rock. What does that mean? That means that when we look at the situation, the person, the environment, the opportunity, it seems like we are not going to be able to draw the life out of it. We're not able to look at our spouse and get any communication out of them. Oh my goodness, you have no idea. I mean, maybe you do. How many of my clients say to me, I just wish my spouse would communicate. I wish my child would communicate. I wish my auntie would tell me what's wrong. All Communication is water, people. Communication satiates. It makes things grow. Communication is life. When people don't know what you're thinking or feeling, you cannot expect them to change, to grow, to apologize, to better themselves. Communication literally, for some people, like the person is a rock, and you got to talk to that rock. Like we said in the last uh, episode, Moses had to change his mode of communication because the rock was not giving. And that was his mistake. He wasn't able to, or maybe he wasn't willing to, change his mode of communication in order to get the life out of that rock. But we have the great opportunity to learn from Moses' mistake and change the dynamics by changing our modes of communication. I wanted to give some examples. I felt after I recorded the last podcast, I didn't give any examples over here of how we could actually improve on this. So let's take an example like this. Spouse, husband or wife, doesn't matter who, comes home in the grumpiest of moods, snaps at the children, doesn't talk to you, no communication going on. And all we want to know is, What's wrong, right? Just tell me what's wrong and we can solve the problem. Tell me what's wrong and I can support you. Now, I learned this from my amazing, amazing wife but in, in the area of talking to our children. When we ask a child what's wrong, sometimes they don't actually know. Sometimes we just have these emotional, uh, these feelings, these emotions that we can't actually describe what is wrong? I remember as a kid growing up, every single Sunday I was down. I was like, I was depressive every single Sunday as a child. My mother would say, well, what's wrong? I had no clue what was wrong. Still to today, I've not been able to define what it was that was the issue that was making me feel that way. So I don't believe that it's only limited to children. If we ask our spouse, what's wrong, what's wrong, tell me, why can't you tell me? Sometimes they can't because they just can't. They haven't worked it out for themselves. And we sometimes jump into control mode. Well, I need to solve the situation. I need to save the situation. I need to support you. And if you don't tell me why, what's wrong, I can't do that. Well, hold on a second. Stop hitting that damn rock. Back off. And give the rock a bit of space. How about, sweetie, I hear that you're unable to tell me what the issue is right now. And I really want to support you. So when you've worked it out, 
please let me know. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. I'm here to love you. I want to help you through this if you want my help. So I want to give you the space. Let, can I check in with you a bit later on? How about that communication? I'm here for you, but I'm not going to pressure you to tell me what the issue is. So how about I check in with you a little bit later on? Or, or, or how about when you come to a conclusion about what the issue is, can you let me know because I'd really like to support you through it? Or if it's something that I've done, I'd really like to be able to change, take a look at my character, see how I can be different, I can support you in a different way. So not always do we need to keep hitting that rock, taking our, our staff and just beating it. Tell me, what's wrong? Why can't you tell me what's wrong? Boom, 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 boom. And the person just like, leave me alone. You're not going to get anything out of me if you keep hitting me. Please back off. Stop trying to control the situation. Respect the person and their space. Maybe they can't tell you because they don't know what's wrong. Or maybe they do know what's wrong, but they have not found the words yet, the way to express to you what's wrong. I've had times in our relationship, Meg and my relationship, my wife and my relationship, when we'll say to each other, you know, I couldn't express it now, but I'm sure it's going to hurt you. So please give me some space so I can work out how to express this to you, how to communicate it to you in a productive way rather than a destructive way. Right? Isn't that better than just whacking that rock and being whacked back by the rock? Just give the rock a little bit of space to understand itself, to work out how it wants to communicate back to you on what the issue is. And you know what? Every so often, that rock doesn't actually want to give any water. And that's okay because we don't have to control the situation. We don't have to know everything. I'm sure you have some secrets that you don't feel like uh, would be productive to share with your spouse. Well, I push you on that and I think that it would be a good idea. But how about the space that you want, the time that you want to sort through that thing, you also give to your spouse. There you go. Just one very simple example. Sometimes we go stop hitting that rock and give it some space and then It'll flow out with water.